Nuggets have five on four. And Jokic. Oh, no! No! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I am Gary, your host. This midweek, almost mid-December episode, we're going to talk about the market, card investments, cards you, players you want to collect, and we're going to look at who's hot and who's not. Some players, believe it or not, in this crazy market, they are soaring and surging and gaining more attention. So some cards are hot. Some cards that we put, oh, we put some investment money in. We leveled up to get into, and it's just, well, they're just not yet. There's some some players and cards that are not. There's also players maybe on the move. Damian Lillard rumors, Ben Simmons, DeMantis Sabonis. What's going on in the NBA? We're going to talk trade rumor madness. Maybe even some Christmas wish list of trades we wish would happen for our card values. And then also, yes, new releases not just mosaic. So thanks for joining us. Let's get after it. All right, everybody. I'm going to start with a couple of who's hot on the court. Sometimes it doesn't translate into card values changing. It could soon if people realize how hot Joel Embiid is since he returned. He has been fantastic. Big man taking over, dominating games uh, to the point of like 28, 30 plus points. Tons of rebounds. He is the franchise and... uh, Obviously, Philly looks great when he's back, and it's, it's just hard to stop. I don't think anybody can guard Joel Embiid. I have been hesitate to invest in his basketball cards because I don't, I don't enjoy watching centers as much, and a lot of, a lot of people would agree it's, it's the guys that play the wing, the guys that fly around and dunk and make just spectacular plays that often get the card values and the the limelight the attention even the point guards all the all the littles like LaMelo Ball, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, all those Chris Paul guys they get a lot more attention <laughs> from the hobby and just from from NBA world than guys like DeAndre Ayton, Joel Embiid and you know Evan Mobley there's another player who is absolutely hot as far as a rookie, and it feels like there's nothing of his to buy. Last night, five blocks, two steals, I believe 16 points, nine rebounds, and the Cavs win over the Bulls. And I'm a Cavs fan, and I like seeing them beat the Bulls. I do need to remember that DeMar DeRozan is out, Caruso's out, so it's not the Bulls at full strength, but you're also not getting the Cavaliers at full strength either without Colin Sexton, and I'm sure there were other guys that were out for the Cavs, but... Either way, it's good to see that team play well, and Evan Mobley is definitely in the front runner seat for Rookie of the Year, was Rookie of the Month in November. But on his team, I would say another guy whose play is hot, as you know, is Darius Garland, and we're starting to see some of his card values go up. 
You probably saw him as one of the top rated uh, players or risers on a slab stocks post recently on Instagram and a card ladder post. It is a, that's an example right there of a point guard who is in a position where even though he can spread the ball around, he can load up on the assists, his team needs to him to score, and he is, and he does. Another 24-point night. He's averaging 23 over the last 11 games, and that's a big jump for Darius, getting some all-star attention, some all-star love, and uh, it'll be fascinating to see what this year's all-star team looks like for the East and uh, and everywhere else. When we talk about who's not on the court, who's not playing well, I, I searched through, you know, in research and preparation for this, sometimes cold means they're not getting the attention or they're not playing well. But even more specifically, when a guy is not shooting well at all from the field, you know, if you're if you're a guard and you take a lot of shots and your shooting percentage goes under 40%, that's bad. If it goes under 35%, that's really bad. And it often happens with young players in their first, second, or third year or in a new role starting and I, I saw that happen very early in the season with Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I'm holding on to some of his cards still because sometimes these guys grow out of it. Other times, they blow their chance. Nikhil had a chance to start for two months, or a month at least, and it ended uh, as even though he was at times having a good scoring night, taking way too many shots, missing way too many shots. So... Nikhil Alexander-Walker is on that list. Bad shooting right now. Kevin Porter Jr., terrible shooting right now. Tyrese Maxey, his percentages have fallen since Joel Embiid returned. They're not looking to him as the number one or two option in the offense now. You got Tobias Harris that's taken some of those shots. You've got the offense revolving around Joel Embiid. Now, I still really like Tyrese Maxey, and this stuff was bound to happen with a young player, especially when he's rushed into duty running the offense with those injuries. Just didn't expect him to shoot so well and perform so well. Uh, he flashed some greatness there, and uh, that's that's really fun to see. But there are a lot of guys that aren't shooting well right now. Even the big names that we, we've come to expect to perform, Bradley Beal, not doing it. Uh, you can you can look around the league and find players, and maybe maybe their cold streak. If it's a, if it's a guy that's a perennial superstar or all star that's having a bad shooting month, we can expect them to shoot out of it, like Jason Tatum did. You know, he started off really cold earlier in the season. Now it's Jalen Brown that can't seem to buy a bucket, and uh, his scoring average has dipped down to under sixteen a game, which is just weird because he. He arrived, you know. Uh, who is hot in the card market? There is still such a appropriate and appropriate spotlight on Lamelo Ball and Lamelo Ball's rookies. Uh, when you see him matching that hype with triple double or close on a lot of nights, when you see him, sometimes he explodes for 30, 35. Uh, he is so fun to watch, you guys, and uh, just a great player in this league for years to come. So the attention on him that's just going to keep keep growing as we approach the All-Star game and as more new releases come out, like Mosaic last week, 
Remember, when it's a new release like that, sit and wait for a while before you pounce, before you buy any base or parallels. I think the numbered cards, maybe you you should. I don't I don't like telling you what you should do. You might consider paying whatever they cost now because numbered cards are hard to get and keep their value, especially when it's a star like Lamelo Ball or Anthony Edwards. Uh, I just. I think LaMelo is going to be at the top of the NBA news and at the card hobby for at least the next few months. Now, it, it really, some of this trajectory or increase for him does depend on Charlotte's playoff chances, their playoff drive. So pay attention to that. And uh, along with the, the who's hot thing, uh, Miles Bridges is not card-wise as hot as he was three weeks ago, but maybe he should be. He's still stepping up in major ways when LaMelo's out and when they need to match up well with another team. He's still playing great basketball. I would also point you to, to look at Steph Curry. And this sometimes this is not rocket science. Like, Steph is about to pr- pass Ray Allen for all-time threes. Steph is on the hottest team in the league, even without Clay Thompson. But Clay's return, I think, will only serve to point more attention to Steph and his MVP pursuits. I mean, the MVP list right now, guys, is uh, not a long list of MVP candidates if you want to be real with it. Giannis is looking good overall. The Joker, I mean, it's hard to complain about anything he's doing. I was down on him three weeks ago when he got in that fight with Markeith and, you know, Denver struggling and they still are. But uh, overall, he's playing great basketball. It's, you know, getting back to shooting and underperforming, I'm very concerned. I've hinted at this before. I'm very concerned about Luka and, uh, and the Mavericks. I don't feel like they have put a cast, a supporting cast around him or even a coach that looks like an improvement over two years ago. I feel like they have regressed. I feel like he has regressed. And, uh, you know, he's even talked about being out of shape and I got to do better and disappointed in himself. And like, really, Luca? (laughs) I I mean, on one hand, you could say, yeah, but he also played in the Olympics and had a short summer and COVID affected everybody's seasons and all that stuff. But all I'm saying is now you've got three of the top four names in the hobby of the last couple years that are either injury question marks or admitting publicly that they're not trying, like they're not staying in shape or leading or taking care of their bodies. Like Zion, how many memes have you seen with him blown just huge and John Morant injured and out for how long? Now he's entering COVID protocols and Luca, the Maverick struggling. He's still putting up good numbers, but not MVP numbers. And wasn't he the consensus almost pick for MVP this year going into the season? So that leaves, to me, the spotlight on Atlanta Hawks are having a resurgence, and Trey Young is at the forefront of that, obviously. But his last 10 games, 28.5 points a game, more than 10 assists a game, terrific percentages. Trey Young and his cards are still beaten down. I can't tell you that his card market is really hot. I I mean, that's almost a perfect example of how the card market doesn't necessarily pay attention to how players are actually doing on the court because, you know, 
Trey looks like an absolute steal right now. So does Donovan Mitchell. Both of those players, if I said the who's hot list, cards of superstars that are playing like it, that are good values right now, Donovan Mitchell and Trey Young are two of the first guys that come to mind. Guys that are on the cusp, I love that word, cusp, of stardom that are playing well and deserve some love or some attention or some, you know, investment if you want to do that. I talk about Darius Garland all the time. Jaron Jackson had another great night last night. And, uh, you know, there are some guys that they continue to perform well. Brandon Ingram, in the midst of a terrible situation, continues to have some good games. And, uh, you know, are we remembering who he is? And Pascal Siakam looks like he's starting to take over as regularly the leading scorer with assists and rebounds for Toronto and it's hard to go wrong with Zach Levine. So there's there's a lot of guys to be excited about when it comes to the hobby. I can't wait. I heard that Hoops is coming out. This next edition of Hoops, NBA Hoops cards. Oh, I'm supposed to wait for the release part. Hold on. You know what the happiest animal on earth is? It's a goldfish. You know why? No. Got a 10 second memory. Be a goldfish, Sam. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alexander Walker, the spin cycle, Thompson was there, but Nikhil, Alexander Walker. So new releases, and uh, I mean, I guess Mosaic happened just in time for Christmas, and you probably have seen some of the high prices on cards that just freshly pulled, or, you know, brand new, new out of the box fun to get in on breaks. If you haven't done a break, an online break and buy a, buy a spot either through, you know, directly through their Instagram or YouTube channel or on eBay auctions, that's fun. I do it more for the experience than the actual uh, likelihood that I'll get some great cards out of it because, you know, well, you never know what you're going to get or not. So, but Mosaic is out and it, I, I think Mosaic, they're beautiful cards. I went and watched part of the first, you know, hobby box opening videos on YouTube, like by Pac-Man and Layton cards. That's always fun. And the hobby boxes you can buy online if you want for like six fifty is the cheapest I've seen, six hundred and fifty dollars. Or you can wait and hope that the you know other retail boxes, megas and 
blasters and all that stuff will be out on Target.com sometime soon. Or at your local Walmart if you want to uh, stand in line or time it right or whatever. But there is some excitement around new releases. <coughs> the, the mosaic, though, is still last year's cards. I mean, LaMelo Ball, last year's rookies, Maxi and Wiseman and Edwards. I'm excited for New Year's Eve. I'm not giddy, but these cards will have Josh Giddy. They will have the new rookies, 21 and 22 cards, on New Year's Eve, December 31st. NBA Hoops, which is cheap but fun. They are not, I would almost say these cards are not investable unless you get numbered cards <coughs> that you're sure will grade at a 10, excuse me, at PSA. They're just fun to get and to rip and to see the guys in their pro uniforms, that's fine. But two weeks later will be Don Russ, the 21-22 Don Russ hobby box release on January 14th. That is one of my favorite sets, my favorite bargain set. Here it goes again. <coughs> Man, excuse me. Ah. I get choked up talking about them Donruss rated rookies, the net marvels, the limited press proof cards. I, I like Donruss a lot. The green, yellow laser hollows, the orange lasers. There's going to be some wonderful rookie cards to chase after. So it'll be fun to watch that come out, but you, you do you, you know, if you want to overpay for cards when they first, <coughs> excuse me, when they first hit eBay or their brand new release day, there is a, there is a sense of a, a chase and an excitement there, but I, I never find it worth the money. Okay. I mean, unless you're getting in on a break at a great deal or you, you have money to burn opening hobby boxes rather than buying and, and keeping them sealed for a while. I tend to want to give like sound investing advice and maybe the get in early is for you collectors that want to get, you know, have things first and want to get things that are numbered. Sometimes the, the numbered stuff, the better stuff goes right up on eBay the first week of, you know, the release. So I'm pumped about Don Russ. I think it is a great set, a collectible set in the hoops and the Don Russ cards. I, if I'm planning on buying some of those, I should be setting aside some room on my shelf or some room in my budget for Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, yes, Kate Cunningham, yes, Chris Duarte, yes, I mean, we could keep naming people, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, uh, even Brandon Boston Jr., is that his name, Brandon Boston? This guy for the Clippers at 27 points last night, he's a Kentucky grad, not even a grad. He went one year. Why do we say grad when a guy was there for one year? A Kentucky product. I don't even know if you could say that. But he played awesome last night in a game against the Celtics. Had 27 points. They deemed it Boston against Boston. Boom. Yeah, somebody somebody got paid for that. <laughs> Boston beat Boston last night. And uh, there's a ton of other guys. You know I like this new rookie class. I think there's a lot of upside, a lot of guys to watch and potential. Jalen Johnson, I, w- I would start naming more, but you could just go back and listen to the, the episode where I review all the last five rookie classes and this one. Uh, yeah. Hoops and Donruss. I'm just glad to see dates on the calendar. If you go to Blowout Cards, the release calendar, I'm glad to see even the Prism draft picks after that later in January. And that would be the Prism release cards of all the Cade Cunninghams, Jalen Greens, Evan Mobley's in their college uniforms. 
So with those, you got to realize they're a fun rip and that the only valuable ones would be numbered and numbered autos and numbered silvers. But uh, that's, man, I'm not going to put a lot of money into buying packs or singles of, of that set either. So it's not like we're getting to the bigs yet. Somewhere in February, we're going to, you know, we're going to have February and March releases of Prism, hopefully Optic, hopefully Select. Mosaic will probably be, you know, like August. I don't know, but I'll, I'll let you guys know when I see the dates. I just know it's fun to talk about that news. It'll be great to see something other than Chronicles. In fact, if you go on the Discord channel, our Hoops and Cards Discord channel, if you're not there yet, message me at Hoops and Cards on uh, Instagram. I'll send you the link invite. Our Discord channel, we just put out those dates and links to go get new products that you can still see on Target.com, the Chronicles Draft Picks Basketball, and also the Optic Mega and the Optic Complete Set and the Optic Blaster Boxes. So I, I like this year's Optic Basketball. I like just about every year of Optic Basketball as an affordable, nicer than Donruss, but it comes out a little bit later, and they have some sweet-looking parallels. If you don't if you don't have some optic blue velocities in your life, you're just letting the, the best of life pass you by. That's how I feel. I like the blue velocity. I like the um, purple hollow, usually, and uh, certainly the silver hollows. Those are sweet. So that's what I've got on new releases and just the reminder of, hey, that's exciting. But if you're getting, if you're getting something that first week or two, you're paying extra for the experience or for bragging rights or just to post it and have people go... Wow, look at that new LaMelo ball. Like, wow, look at that. Look at that new Mosaic America's Choice or America's Best. They've got all these funky looking stained glass and other inserts. I think they're great, but I'm just not going to overpay for them now when I know in a month they're going to be in somebody's dollar box or commons box or their mosaic, you know, that you just sort through and you pay like a fraction of what they're going for now, get the same cards. That's what I'm talking about. That's all I'm trying to say. And as you may have heard, this is a trade rumor, almost silly season with all the names being bandied about like, well, Damian Lillard now, along with Ben Simmons, Demantis Sabonis, Karis LeBert, Colin Sexton, a lot of people hoping that their team makes a big deal. And I just want to say this, if you're thinking of buying or selling cards around trade rumors and those kind of things, it often, it often goes like this. You would buy the hype and then sell the news. So say it looks like, hey, Ben Simmons is going to get dealt really soon or Damian Lillard is going to get dealt really soon or someone else is going to get dealt. I just like saying the word dealt to uh, Portland to go along with Lillard. I think there's a, a certain value that, you know, people that respect players like Lillard who stay with the same team for so long but I totally understand, uh, you know, if that team is not showing progress towards being a finals contender, making major moves to improve, or even the moves that they do, sometimes they work or sometimes they just don't. I think uh, Portland may have thought adding Norman Powell and Robert Covington and 
Yusuf Nurkic, although they had him, like, but adding, adding pieces around Damian Lillard and uh, CJ, they, they still just didn't have, it seems like you do need a big three. And I know how Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, like some of these players get criticized for creating super teams, James Harden. But I mean, if you think about it, what, what else were they going to do? No, there's no like one man team that actually gets to the finals, let alone wins the finals. And these guys that have been playing forever, I think they do realize, you know, we also wind up measuring greatness by number of rings. So it's not, it's not the player's fault that, that their careers are measured on rings that they can't win alone. They need to team up with other superstars. And yet it is so hard for any team to get two stars together, let alone three, without there being something super creative or fishy going on. You know, there are teams that have tried to acquire what looked like another superstar. I mean, Miami probably thinks adding Kyle Lowry, you know, is that all-star piece that's going to put him over the puzzle. Just memo to Miami, it's not 2016 anymore. And, you know, they're, they're just the next team that adds a decent player or a good player when they really needed to pay a price, a premium, to get a superstar. And, you know, Dallas is there as well. Like, Dallas has Chris Stapps Porzingis, and he always has a month or two a year where he looks just awesome. But, uh, friends, he just hasn't taken that leap, nor can he stay healthy for too long. And so, and Dallas, wow, um, it's it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the other, the other case here is you're looking at the Pacers talking about a rebuild and blowing up their whole roster. Well, there's a team with five really good players, but no bona fide superstars, no awesome takeover a game in the fourth quarter, guys. I really like Sabonis. I really like Karis LeVert, Malcolm Brogdon, Miles Turner. They, they've got lots of good young players around them and Duarte and TJ Warren when he's healthy. The Pacers have what looks like a great roster, and yet, is anybody picking them to be in the top four in the East? Top two in the East? No. No. While in the meantime, you're watching these teams that go seriously rebuild, they get several top picks several years in a row, and all of a sudden, they have loaded young rosters. Who am I talking about? Well, usually when I get to this place, I talk about Memphis and Cleveland, and why not? But you're seeing other teams load up on... I mean, if the Pistons get one or two young studs to grow along with Cade, they'll be onto something. All that to say, trade rumors abound right now. I want to do a Christmas episode where, like, Merry Christmas to Damian Lillard you are getting Ben Simmons in a Blazers uniform and they're going to trade two or three future first round picks, Nasir Little, Bob Covington, and somebody else for, for Ben Simmons. And could a team with Simmons, Nurkic, McCollum, and Lillard make a deep playoff run? Yeah, I, I do think they could. Maybe not in year one, but in year two, definitely. And maybe you assemble that core of three or four guys and then you put you know, an off season of draft picks and free agent signees around them. I love that word signees. Sounds like a language, but, uh, but yeah, Merry Christmas, Damien. You, you actually get to stay in Portland, 
be the star, but now you finally have uh, another superstar around you. Merry Christmas to the Cleveland Cavaliers would be trading Colin Sexton and a pick to the Pacers for Karis LeVert. I think the Cavs desperately need a wing player that can score and initiate the offense and defend taller guards, and Karis LeVert is that. He's everything Colin Sexton will not be. And maybe Colin Sexton is everything Karis LeVert won't be. I don't know what I mean by that. I just know the energy and passion and just incredible scoring Colin Sexton has done over the last few years, I think that would benefit any other team, especially a team that doesn't have a really strong point guard. Now, could he and Brogdon coexist? I don't really care. That was Christmas to the Cavs. Merry Christmas to the Lakers. I feel like they already had their Christmas with getting Russ, and it's just not really working out. Merry Christmas to the Lakers would be they get to stay healthy and rested for May and June. That would be a good Christmas gift for them. What would be your ideal Christmas gift under the tree? If someone could get you any basketball card, what would you want? I mean, yeah, 86 Fleer Jordan PSA 10. I mean, yeah, LeBron James 2003 Topps Chrome PSA 10. Like, that is that is the ultimate Christmas. I'd try to put, you know, one ultimate option out there and then maybe a couple more realistic. You know, if we were to do a, uh, instead of an Amazon wish list, do a... Um, eBay trading cards wish list or uh, uh, ComC or Starstock, you know, wish list that your friends or family could go in and say, all right, I'll pick up that. I'll pick up that LeBron James 2003 tops PSA eight for Gary. Merry Christmas, G. You know, or I'll pick up just like fill up Gary's Christmas stocking with a bunch of random Darius Garland numbered rookies. That would just be sweet. Uh, what is on your Christmas list? Maybe you want wax. I, I do have a, a member of our family, who I'm very proud of, who said, I want some wax to open for Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, all right, here you go, little shaver. Here's some uh, Chronicles draft picks. Good luck with that. No, I, we did get him some wax, so so there we, there you go. But... What do you want for Christmas? What would be on your Christmas wish list? And what would you give to someone else or maybe to a team? I would give uh, Ja Ja Morant health. And I would give Nikhil Alexander his shot back. Holiday sets up LaVert for a corner three. Put it in. Hey everybody, that's a wrap for today's episode of Hoops and Cards. Hope you have an awesome week and we'll be back at you with, I'm going to do some more fun Christmas thoughts and probably some giveaways, but yeah, got to be looking at those new releases as they come out, pay attention to those. And I would love for you guys to join, especially if you are like all in on basketball cards as a collector or an investor, we at Hoops and Cards, we have a special group called Hoops Plus where if you sign up, subscribe to Hoops Plus, you get extra episodes every week. You get to be a part of insider-exclusive prizes every month, Discord conversations, and really just the benefit of supporting Hoops and Cards. We love your support. We need it. 
And uh, so we're grateful for our Hoops Plus members. But if you want to join, hey, there's some notes in today's podcast episode, some links there in the show notes. That's what they call it. And then also, yeah, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. And, you know, for the price of a quarter pounder, seriously, you can get a full month subscription. Great Christmas gift for friends and family. I'm telling you, they will be living the Hoops Plus dream, baby. So I'd love to invite you to that. And everybody else, hope you have an awesome week, weekend coming up. Some NBA, lots of games, big names this weekend. Hopefully some guys coming back from injury. Maybe we'll hear some rumors. Buy the hype, sell the news. See ya. Come on to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs.